Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me For Podcast, episode 86. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host, to my right. He is the 10th wonder of the world, the puncher of walls, Dicklish himself, Richard Garcia. Hey, hey, welcome, everybody. Happy 86. Hopefully, we don't get 86 Ex- off the iTunes that's charts. That's what I, I was going to say right now, too. Hopefully, <laughs> that isn't the case, either. Great minds think alike. Uh, a lot to get into this week, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening, downloading, subscribing, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your friends' neighbors. We're available on all media platforms. You got your Google. We're fixing the Spotify issue. We've been told that there's been problems with Spotify. That's being addressed. It's being fixed. Hopefully, this episode is on Spotify. Um, other than that, you can find us wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, YouTube, Pornhub is, is another place you can find us. Um, just search when you go on Pornhub. Search uh when you want to take a break from beating off, just type in Put Me Over Podcast. Yeah, or uh, Two Dudes Get Fucked by Vince McMahon. You'll be hey able to find it. Um, I like saying that joke. I know I say it every time I mention the Pornhub thing. It never, but it's, an, it's, not, it's not an old joke, dude. It never gets old. Maybe people are just listening to episode 86 for the first time. I don't know. Uh, but uh, thank you again for joining us, guys. And, and if you are, just real quick, if you are, thank you, by the way. Yeah, make sure you, you, you leave us a review. If you can do that, I mean, that, that helps the show. It helps uh, get us more people, more earballs locked onto our show. So make sure if you can take a minute at your time, go on the iTunes charts, uh, write us a review and we'll give you a shout out on the show. How's that sound? Uh, like I said, lots to get into this week, guys. A lot happened in the world of wrestling. But before we get into that, let's give it up to our sponsors, lapelyad.com. If you're in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Go to lapelyad.com. Use our promo code put me over. And in turn, that website will put you over and you'll get 20% off your entire order. Um, they just they just dropped a fire T-shirt. Um, it's a, uh, a beautiful life. Remember the beautiful life segment? On, yes. Between on on Raw, it was Goldust and Luna Vachon. It's it's a nice little like throwback looking T-shirt. So definitely go check that out. And you can use our promo code for that too. Also make sure you go ch- check out our friends at Grudge Match Brand Apparel on Instagram and GrudgeMatchBrand.com. Uh, they they unlock the vault. I think it's still unlocked. But definitely go check them out. Turn on them notifications because they're going to be dropping some hot fire very soon. I love that they did a, a mashup with Run the Jewels and uh, The Fiend. Oh, I like what, uh, I like that already. So the hands of like the hurt heel. It's, it's, it's fucking great. Make sure you go check them out. And also uh, go to our website, putmeover.com, for all of your Put Me Over merchandise wants and needs. If you ever wanted a T-shirt with my face on it, you can go buy that for the low, low price of whatever it costs. Um, use our promo code Kofi Forever. And get, uh, I think it's twenty percent. I think it's twenty percent off. Yes, twenty percent off. So make sure you go do that. Uh, we got stickers available for you guys there. If you ever see us in public, we probably have stickers on us. So hit us up, and we'll give you some. And, and say hi as well at the same time. Absolutely, guys. If you guys ever need any st- stocking stuffers, hit up the website. Perfect yeah. opportunity for that. Dick will stock your stuffing for free. Oof. No promo code needed for that. Um, I was, I've been getting pretty good at at these. Uh, these intros now i'm losing my mind but before i felt like the micro machines guy i was just talking dude it feels good to just have it shit locked down it uh, practice makes perfect and you know 86 episodes in it's got to get better right absolutely dude <laughs> absolutely uh how you doing dick i'm doing good now you know now that um now they got my coffee in i got my energy drink in i'm probably gonna have a heart attack later on tonight but no no worry about that we're gonna get this podcast going we got a lot to talk about this week yes uh we're currently recording uh there's no sun out so it's a great time for coffee Um, absolutely 
hopefully this episode gets out to you guys soon. But uh, before we get into all the the stuff that happened this week in the ring, let's talk about the stuff that happened outside the ring. Let's give it up to the news. Let's give it up to some dicks. Dirty news. You owe me a drink, boy. I do. All right, let's try that again. Let's get into the news. Let's get into some dicks. Dirty news. Take it away, Dick. All right, guys. So this week's been pretty busy so far. Um, are you guys tired of talking about the ACH situation? Because uh, it just keeps getting. It just keeps. He keeps digging himself a deeper hole every single time. It's not getting better for the guy. No, it's not. So um, it was reported yesterday via uh, Cage Side Seats that um, he did sign a contract with MLW, and uh, that was going to be his next destination to go. However. Uh, he did release a tweet earlier uh, this morning, as of uh, earlier Saturday morning, I should say. Um, and this is he just kind of goes just goes off. Um, it's really sad where this is going. Um, I don't know what's what's up. We we don't none of us know what's going on with ACH. First of all, um, but let me just go ahead and read you some of the tweets that he did write out this morning. Um, first tweet he write out I, he writes out I hate pro wrestling. I hate you shitty fans that think you know it all. More importantly, I hate the snakes in this industry. None of y'all would never say anything about it to about me to me. All y'all can go, go screw yourselves. I'm canceling my shows. I'm quitting pro wrestling. And then he does a follow-up uh, shortly after. Uh, I guess he was replying to someone. Chasing my dream is great, but you self-entitled pricks ruin everything. I'm out. So um, it appears that he's just completely done with wrestling and... Um, it's it's really it's just really like like to see where this guy is going and just kind of broadcasting almost like his meltdown online. Um, it's it's really sad. Really bad for the guy, um, especially because you know this is something that he loves to do. He was doing great when it was kind of just indie, and then you know he got called up to NXT, and then I I feel like then he maybe saw like the real belly of the beast. And uh, kind of just sucked the fun out of it for him. It did, and and, and that can do that. Um, he also didn't post yesterday on Twitter. He went into further detail as far as what his issue was with Jay Lethal and with Ring of Honor in general. And his response was, I asked to leave both promotions. I hated working for a grown man who didn't have the balls to even look me in my eye and tell me the truth, referring to uh, Hunter Johnston of Ring of Honor. Even leaked a private meeting we had to the dirt sheets. Lethal slapped me in the hotel room, so they had an altercation between oh, him and shit. Jay Lethal. So I guess that's where the the, the beef had uh, originated from. Um, so he claims that Lethal slapped him in a hotel room because he didn't like me using the N-word, which he uses as well. He tried to put my uh, Bish cars in front of the locker room, but I defended myself. I hit him back and took him down, so there was a scuffle between the two. That's and, nuts. And I was told I had to apologize for it because it would be in my best interest. Um, and then he went, goes on to mention Jimmy Jacobs. Jimmy Jacobs is a person who I respect. I was the reason I felt I had to. When I went to Letho, he never apologized to me for putting his hands on me. All he did was tell me how he's felt with racism, et cetera, et cetera, but not once did he ever say my bad for hitting you. So to this day, I'll say it loud and clear, I don't like him. I never will. Stop asking me to apologize for what I've said because I won't ever. RH Locker Room was the worst time of my career for me. I'm over it. I don't care to talk about it, and I'll do whatever my power is to make sure I'm never, ever belittled, embarrassed, or bullied again. No, I'm not crazy. I don't need to chat with a doctor. I'm completely happy. I have a crush on Kayla Braxton. I'm far <laughs> from fine and good. I'm super. I like that he throws yes, that in there. This, and, and, and I'm this, fine. I this, have a crush on Kayla Braxton. This whole statement is just, this is just bizarre. 
and this is and um, keep uh, going from there. Where I'm from, from that word referring to the N word isn't to belittle anyone. That's my culture and how we communicate. If he would have pulled me to the side and spoke to me like an adult, I'm assuming he's referring to lethal. Yeah. Rather than trying to belittle me in front of others, I would have listened. Going into Ring of Honor, was ex- I was excited to be around Lethal just because he was another African-American who I thought was someone I could look up to. But after he hit me and I saw how he acted towards others, I lost all respect for him. Never meet your heroes. And then he also mentioned that, um, I guess another fan had asked him, like, I saw he acted toward the others. And then he, and he further elaborated, asked a female talent. So, um, again, this is also going back. I don't know if you remember last year we covered about the Taylor Hendricks situation and how she left under mysterious circumstances. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a rumor that she might have been um, harassed by Lethal or at least by um, uh, in Ring of Honor and that they're trying to cover up for uh, for Lethal in that situation. So uh, ACH also alluded to that as well. So there's a lot to digest with that statement right there. And you notice how he just went off like I don't want to say off the rails, but like he just was going everywhere. Yeah. Um where do you want to start it's, with it's this? It's probably just, you know, in the heat of the moment, he's just typing as fast as his mind is working and he's just saying whatever mm-hmm. pops in his head. Um, you know, there's a lot going on right now with him. Um, Absolutely. He, he might say that it's not it's not as bad as we think it is, but just looking at that, hearing that for the first time, um there's a lot going on. Lots to unpack and you know, when when what's the end of the tunnel for this guy? Is he just gonna go away? Is that what's gonna happen? Because he's way too talented for for this kind of all just wash away, and you know we don't hear from ACH ever again. Um, that sucks. I feel bad for him. I I do feel bad for him. Absolutely. Get some help. He he needs to get some help. Um, I don't. And we've said this before. We don't know what exactly he's going through, and he's right to say that we don't know what he's going through. Um, but then to kind of like just to shit on the fans and to throw Jay Lethal's name out there, even though we kind of know what happened with what he alluded to. Remember, this was his side of the story. We don't know from Lethal's side of the story what exactly happened. We're only hearing one side of the story. Um, for all we know, Lethal's version could be completely different. Yeah. Um, and maybe it was the other way around. He felt disrespected by both him and Ring of Honor. He felt that Ring of Honor was defending Jay Lethal, who... Um, he, he feels like he's not an innocent victim and that he's um, every bit the reason why he um, that he hates wrestling now. But then to also to throw in Kayla Braxton as well, like <laughs> randomly. I, I, randomly throwing in there like I have a crush on her, like for no reason whatsoever. I uh, get the feeling that he's very prideful. And when he f- gets disrespected, he gets, you know, maybe a little crazy about it. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm that's what I'm thinking, too, as well. Pride comes before the fall, man. Um, so, you know, just. Kind of pump the brakes a little bit. Take a look at what's going on and how your actions are kind of affecting people, and maybe you'll have a better outcome. But I don't see anybody wanting to hire him after all this. I don't see AEW knocking on his door. I don't no. see, I mean, maybe NWA, but <laughs> why would he want to go work for NWA with the whole Cornette situation? Uh, I just feel like there's going to be more gas I in the I feel like if, if, you, if, you, if you were to do that, that would be, um, and, and not that NWA is... They're not racist. They're not racist anything like that. But it's they're just, in hot water right now. They're in hot water because of the whole Cornette situation. Um, that would just kind of be like a contradictory thing for him to do because he's saying about racism that's happening in all these promotions, and yet, unless he goes there as like a uh, a champion for equality, maybe I don't know. He, he could, but I mean, at this point, I just feel like he's um, like he's kind. I don't want to say damaged goods, but like 
he needs to take a break and and most importantly right now he needs to take a break from from not only social media but also from wrestling as well and just get himself cleared up yeah don't charge the batteries recharge the batteries come back sometime and then go from there because the more he's talking the more he's making himself look like the more he's looking himself more like a fool yeah yeah, and you know, I I respect the guy. I I want nothing but but the best for him. But he's not doing himself any favors right now. Yeah, absolutely not. In this whole situation, like I said, it's just been it, it's it, it's it's bizarre, and it's just getting more and more bizarre by the day. Uh, but now at least we kind of get an idea of what him and his beef with Jay Lethal is. Do you think Caleb Braxton's gonna call him now? <laughs> oh my God! Or is she just like, ooh? If they start dating, I'd be laughing. <laughs> he's not crazy, guys. I have a crush on him too. And this is all an angle for them to be. To, this Ooh. is how they meet meet up. Yeah, I could. Okay, okay, I like how that, this is going. That's, that, that's that's a possibility right there. <laughs> what else we got, Dick? Okay, but yeah, so this Jay Lethal stuff has just definitely been, um, been insane. I can't wait for the you shoot video on this. I want to see. Uh, yeah, I mean, I he's got it like. I'm sure he's got. Those are the people that are knocking on his door right now. Yeah, the, I think the, I'm the, sure like uh, Sean Oliver. Sean like, Oliver is like, hey ACH, you want to come on my show? Uh, shout out to Sean Alder, by the way. Like great work, great work with his um, w- with his uh, kayfabe commentaries. Um, backstage, like we did, we did watch backstage um earlier. As yes. a matter of fact, and um, backstage is a show like I don't, I'm not gonna watch every week because it's just so much stuff to get into. But um, you did mention to me that there was some interesting stuff that happened during the uh, during backstage, especially with Seth being on the show, and um, he was asked. Um, and he he was asked as far as CM Punk being there. Um, he didn't mention that, he, and he's, he's, he says like he wants to move on from the CM Punk situation. He'd like to do a face to face, but obviously he's not there. Um, very convenient that Seth shows up when CM Punk isn't there to yeah. begin with. CM Punk's one. gonna be on the show next week. Um, he is, but yeah, it would have been great great timing for him. They didn't be on, on the same show together. And I want to see what they're gonna do as far as um, like it, it almost just seems like they're they're kind of planning off this whole potential feud if they're even gonna go that direction. Which Vince McMahon is not a fan of, by the way, because his mentality is like, why are you going to promote a feud in which you're not going to be able to, and he's not going to be able to deliver? Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe Vince just has to bring out that big bag. Maybe uh, give him some Louis Vuitton shoes and a truck and $50,000. Hey, oh. That's a, we'll get into what happened, what that reference is. Yeah. And, but, but the thing is with Vince, though, is that Vince also does that as well. He promotes, fe- he, he, he does, feuds he teases feuds in which he's not going to deliver in the ring i mean the perfect example of that recently has been with uh daniel bryan and the miz when when daniel bryan was was cleared to return and even before he was cleared to return you were cut they were teasing uh this whole um this match build up it was great they ended up blowing it off on a random smackdown which it was easily a a pay-per-view level uh, feud. They should have that, that. That was a WrestleMania. WrestleMania, absolutely. Because the storyline and how it was structured made it seem like Daniel oh, Bryan's yeah. building up to come back, just to avenge uh, the Miz and and to beat him. But instead, they totally wanted uh, they went a different direction and they had him turn heel, which I'm which I'm fine with. I think that was fine that at was the good. time. Yeah, good move. But now they're going back to it and they're kind of like kind of teasing it again a little bit. Not quite though. Um, but the point being is that Vince does the same thing as well. Vince is kind of a hypocrite when it comes to that situation as well. But he's not on TV calling out things, you know what right. I mean? He, he'll, he might, like, behind the scenes, you know, pull back on things, but he's not out there cutting promos, calling people out. Exactly. Um, but further further along the interview, um, he was asked by by Booker T why um, why he's um, not as much liked by the fans. Um, 
he does mention that um, it's a small contingent of the audience that is vocal on social media and live shows and that it's not everyone that hates him. It's only a small few because all around the world he's getting cheered and he's getting loved, which is a complete, which is a bullshit statement. If you've been watching WWE TV within the past month or so, that audience has been getting more and more toward the, uh, toward booing him. Yeah, he's like he he basically says if, if you're a top guy, you know the the smart fans, you know, kind of rebel against you. Roman went through it. Cena went through it. Even Bret Hart went through it. He dropped those guys' names. And you know the thing is about that, we don't. I don't dislike Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins is a great wrestler. Yeah, one of the best. Um, it's the character development of Seth Rollins and the stuff that they make him say and they script out for him. People see right through that. And, you know, when he's cutting these silly, stupid promos, it's not doing him any favors because people can see right through it. I think the the ingenuity. Disingenuous. Disingenuous. There's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. I need to get the source, I think. Uh, the disingenuous side that we can kind of just see right through Seth Rollins. He doesn't believe the words he's saying. He doesn't. I, 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 he, I agree with you. He doesn't believe the words he's saying. And and this is typical WWE um Speak right here when it says, well, there's a vocal minority. When you mentioned that Roman Reigns went through that and John Cena went through that, and now he's going through that. And then he also mentioned Bret Hart as well. It's funny because he did also mention that he tried to compare his push right now to Bret Hart was in 1997, which is also a bullshit argument as well because in 97, Bret was cheered in Canada. He was the biggest baby face outside of the United States. Yes, in in the United States, he was the biggest heel. You can you can argue that, but that's that's the thing with with the way that they book their their top babyface. They book them to be corny and yeah, not cool. And people are gonna rebel against that every single time. Doesn't matter who you put there. They even they would boo Shawn Michaels. Um, but that but that but that but the way Brett was booked, that was designed. Yes, exactly. That's how it was designed to do. They wanted him to get cheered outside of the United States. They saw in the U.S. Brett was getting booed more and more as the days went by because Brett was not cool in America. Well, because the culture was changing. You got to remember, in 97, we were getting into the Attitude Era. Um, The culture was changing, and no one wanted that white meat baby face anymore. So it doesn't matter who was going to be in that top spot. People weren't going to like it. They wanted the, the edginess. They wanted the attitude, so to speak. Um, and Brett was out there being the rah rah, let's go, good guys kind of, kind of champion at the time. So, um, I I don't buy that. It's 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 the way that they create these top guys to be. They've gone out. I forgot who was saying it, but like Roman Reigns, they say is like one of the coolest dudes ever. But you wouldn't know that because on WWE TV, he's just corny. Yeah, you know. Um, and that I, that's why people rebel against these top guys. I think that's why I don't like a lot of the top guys because they they don't come off cool. They come off overproduced, overly scripted, and it's just it's it's not fun. And then you look at how he was, uh, how this program with him and Bray Wyatt was um, the past couple months, and how he was portrayed. He was he looked like he was uh, terrified. He was terrified as as, as Bray Wyatt. You Remember when he was in the corner cowering and yeah. screaming? You couldn't take him serious. It it. Yeah, now Bray Wyatt, that's a cool character. And Although they're they're starting they're starting to to grind my gears with they, that. They they are, and I think that, that that as you mentioned, the overexposure with Bray is starting to get there little by little. Oh, he's he's selling a lot of merch. Oh, let's let's fucking let's push the let's shit out push of this the shit out of him. Let's sell anything with the fiend, like it, like let's sell necklaces with the fiend on it. Like it's that's the point where I am like, oh god, he was so much cooler when you just 
kept him secret, you know, the the mystery to him. It, now he's you know, coming out all the time. That overexposure is now starting. I'm, I'm starting to see it now with Bray Wyatt. But with Seth Rollins, though, like it's a way that he was positioned. I think the beginning of it was he was positioned to be portrayed during the feud with Bray Wyatt. And then what led up to Hell in a Cell, and he also did mention uh, Hell in a Cell as well. Um, he says that he does blame the Sacramento crowd for the start of the turn. Mitchens um, that I maybe. Think, oh, go on. Sorry. No, go ahead. I think that I think it started to turn when he when he like started teaming with Becky. If we was being overshadowed by Becky. No, when when they were teaming together, I feel like that's when like people started turning on him because it turned into a guy, like he went from cool to like playing second fiddle. Yeah, almost. that's that's that. I think you could argue that and like say that was the beginning, edge, almost. Because uh, Becky at that time, I mean, she was the hottest thing on the on on the main roster as far as baby faces go, and he did play second fiddle to her. Um, I think that was the, the beginning of it. But what ended up happening uh, as he got into the feud with with Bray Wyatt, and then the debacle that happened in Sacramento at Hell in a Cell, Ugh. the the way the match was structured and the finish did him absolutely no favors. No, not at all. And had and I think that's where also where the fans turn on him. But also I'm going to defend him on this one and say that it was the way that it was booked. At I think the fans were pissed at how WWE booked that match and how they finished that match with a, with no finish in in Hell in a Cell. That's where people were mad at. So I'm going to give Seth Rollins a benefit of the doubt right there for that match. Yeah, but he absolutely did himself no favors before and after that. Especially with the Twitter war he had with Will Ospreay. Now you can that's say another thing they, they brought up on backstage. They also brought up a, as well. It's exactly. a clear indicator that Vince doesn't have anything yes. on this show. The y- fact that they bring up Will Ospreay um, on WWE programming is crazy. You would never see that happen. And you know who's winning right now is Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay's like, man, I'm getting free publicity. I mean, even though it may only be like a hundred thousand people watching the show, but. There's YouTube clips that are online. He's getting free publicity. There might be people watching the show that don't know. Wait, what happened between who's this Will Ospreay? Yeah, they exactly. go to YouTube and then they find out. Oh my God, this guy's amazing! And there it is. And then they go down a rabbit hole and they realize they look at Will Ospreay highlights and like, man, this guy is actually really good. So he's he's actually coming up as far as this uh, as far as uh, this segment on um, backstage. Um, but yeah, he does mention about how the debacle with Hell in a Cell is, and um, just he just kind of says like, well, you know, it's a turning point. You know, I get it. It is what it is. Um, anything else you want to add as far as um, backstage goes? I like I, the one thing I like about it. I I watch it because um, there there's segments like this that you know kind of uh, open up you know things that we no, WWE doesn't normally look at. Um, you look at like CM Punk coming back and really critiquing the the product, um, and then you have kind of Seth Rollins open up. But I kind of felt like there was a spin on this whole segment um, to make to cast a better light on Seth. But they ask him like serious questions that like I'm wondering, like, yeah, things that like Booker T will just be like, "What? Why are people booing you?" I, and then he'll be like, uh, "It's it's just a small pe- small amount of people. It's not." It's not everybody. And then, you know, once my music dies down, um, all the kids sit down and then you start hearing the booze, which, you know, that's that's that is how it goes. I, I just want to say this real quick. Like, I think you have these backstage commentators in there and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lump Charlie Caruso and um, Caleb Braxton to a lesser extent. And I forgot who the new one is on Raw. Um, that blonde lady. Yeah. <laughs> these are questions that they should be asking um, the wrestlers as far as like. What what do you think of this? Like, to just, were, yeah, to just ignore like 
a like a a burning question is a disservice i think to us Absol- as absolutely um actually um funny story let me, let me i segue to this um Meltzer had um he he talked about him and Brian Alvarez talked about this on um Wrestling Observer Radio i think i want to say last week or so sometime last week and how um the with the female announcers they're um and actually to Lester said the male announcers now they're um they're very repetitive they're very robotic which has been a criticism that's been going on for a long time asking these um generic questions oh yeah Char- charlie's been they've been featuring a lot and i'm just like god this is like there's no personality. Like there is absolutely zero personality. I miss whatsoever. Mean Gene. Like there hasn't been anyone like like Mean Gene since look, Mean Gene. Look at Dasha after she left. And dude, in AEW, I don't, I didn't even recognize her. One, yeah. And two, she actually has a personality. She has, wow, she has great personality. Um, her, especially with her on AEW Dark, they they missed the boat on her, and you would have never known that because they they held these announcers and these commentators to a to a um to a box like this is how you're going to do this is what you're going to ask you're going to ask the same questions over and over and that's why it's not working and and that's what makes wwe uncool right i think that's that's that is what i'm gathering from all the start of like the monday the wednesday night wars and eight the launch of AEW. um and i think that's the theme of this episode is wwe just isn't cool and they need to find it because smackdown and raw are very missable because they're not cool nxc aw very cool Absolutely. Um, and I don't know the thing. I, we'll get into this a little bit, but NXT to me, I feel like is starting to get lumped into being uncool because it's starting to follow the WWE um, blueprint as far as production goes. Um, every every week, I'm just like, God, this is starting to feel more like Raw and SmackDown. But you know what, though? I'll say this real quick with NXT. Um, at least what they're what they're turning out on USA every oh, week has been consistently the good. Been great. It's been great. The matches I think have been better than AEW for, um, for the most part. Actually, I'll I'll agree with that. They, uh, their matches have been have been have been better. Um, I think there is a consistency right there. Now it's not as special as it was before they were on USA. I think, and I said this before. I think if they stuck to that one hour format, I, it would be far, far the best show right now. We've opened Pandora's box. There's no going back to that. There's no going hour. back to that though. Fortunately. Um, but real quickly, though, I do want to mention, though, as far as uh, the Meltzer-Alvarez segment, they did mention that the people they hire, they just hire pretty faces, and they just hire hire them and ask them these random, these uh, generic questions. Absolutely. And uh, Charlie Caruso was not very happy with that as um, when she found out about that, and she... Um, oh. Yeah, she was not happy about that. She did um, she did uh, release a Twitter statement, but, but there wasn't a whole lot of fanfare about that. And I didn't even know about it. Yeah, I didn't get blown up about it. Um, accusing Meltzer of being sexist, that... This isn't the first time someone said Which that. Which is not the first time he said that. I and mean, Meltzer has, has not, this is not the first time that he's been accused of that. Um, Payne and Roy's happen, happened to accuse him of that about a year ago, as a matter of fact. Um, but I don't see it as far as, as a sexist thing. It was more, as, more as, and I'm defending Meltzer, and to a greater extent, everyone who's had the same problem is that the way they have these announcers and these commentators ask these generic questions and not go into detail about it. They're just there as a pretty face, holding a microphone for the wrestlers to get them over. I mean, even when Byron Saxon was, is does it like it's so it's there's no like personality. The same thing with Byron Saxon as well. It's there you not go. just the guys; it's all of them. It's everyone. I mean, it's not just the girls; it's all it's, of them. It's everyone. They're just there to look to look pretty, hold the mic, don't say anything, and let the wrestlers talk. Look at Mean Gene, man. Mean Gene. Look at- Yes, the interactions him and Hogan and Savage would have Ricky Steamboat animals. You, you can go down the down the list. I actually just watched uh, WrestleMania three uh, yesterday, um, but 
the the way that that he would conduct interviews, he was part of the show too. He wasn't just there to hold the microphone. He was there to help with whatever they had him go out to say. Um, if he thought, you know, the bad guy was a bad guy, he was going to let him know. Absolutely. He, he wasn't just going to be like, what are, you, what are your thoughts on this? And then just hold the mic and not say anything. And then he says whatever he's going to say. And then the, he walks away and then he just holds the mic and looks, oh, at the cat and God. looks blankly like in, down the hallway. Could you imagine if Mean Gene was around now <laughs> doing that? He wouldn't last. A f- they wouldn't hire Mean Gene. No, hell no, they wouldn't. They would not he's hire. Not me- the pretty face. That yeah, they want. He, number one, he's not the pretty face, and number two, you're taking, a, you're completely neutering whatever abilities that he had. Because Mean Gene was the kind of guy that would be able to get talent over via his interview skills. And if there, if there's a person that he was struggling with, he would get them over. Um, he would never. And another thing, he would never outshadow any of the wrestlers. He no. never outshadowed Hogan. He never outshadowed Warrior. He never outshadowed really anyone. But he wouldn't get. He wouldn't let himself get bullied either. At the same time, if someone yes. was disrespecting him, he he wouldn't go ACH on him. But <laughs> <laughs> he definitely would. He be definitely like, would not. You're, hey, you're I, I don't right. like the way. I don't like your tone with me right you're, now. You're absolutely right. And this is a this is a major problem with WWE, and that, and it's not just with their um, with the backstage crew. It's also with the wrestlers as well. They don't have that bigger than uh, life size. Um, ego that that bigger than um dude and you're you're speaking my language right now because i literally watched wrestlemania yeah. 3 yesterday just to kind of see i don't know i like i like watching old wrestlemanias and old pay-per-views but wrestlemania 3 you look at that card and everyone felt like a superstar you look at wwe now they don't they don't want everyone to be a superstar they don't want they don't want anyone to be a star they, they want like, their big dog and they want their fiend and that's it they're pushing maybe one or two guys at most, and everyone else is at the same level. And you, you can even argue and say everyone's at the same level and that they're pushing the brand. It's all about the brand. That's exactly and, and, it. And that's been the problem that they've had ever since 2001. Yep. Ever since. Once John Cena started selling the shit out of T-shirts and stuff, uh, I mean, you Stone can even Cold. Make, you can even make the argument say Cena was the top guy as well for a little bit. But even then, they would always push the brand. It was really after 2001 where they went ahead and said, you know what? We're not going to push one guy away. We're not going to push one one or two people. It's going to be the brand. Yeah, I mean, WrestleMania isn't even about the matches anymore. It's about the spectacle no, of it. No, it's about the spectacle. Exactly. They sell tickets before even matches are announced and it sells. And, you know, for good reason. WrestleMania is awesome. But you look back at the past few years, it hasn't really been a standout match where you'd be like, oh, man, I got to go back and watch that the, match. The last WrestleMania, to me, that, that stood out was WrestleMania 31. And that was kind of booked by the fans. And that was booked by the fans. Thank God that they went ahead and, and did that. Fin- I mean, that was a solid WrestleMania all the way through. But and after that, like, what WrestleMania match or moment moment stuck out after that? I mean, I, I can't think of anything over the past couple of years. I mean, maybe aside from the Hardy Boys coming back, that's one of them. That was, I popped huge. I literally was running up and down the hall screaming like, oh, my God. Yeah. It, could, it could have been the Jameson speaking, but well, I, was, that too. I, I was having a great time. <laughs> that, that too as well. But that's just the problem that WWE has is that they don't push anyone to be like that mega star or, or to have um, to be like the larger than life um, figure because they, they, there's no one out there anymore that, that can do that. There's no one that has that charisma that, that, they, that they do. Well, here's the thing. AEW... Everyone feels important. There's no jabrones in AEW other than like the librarian, Leva Bates and um, Peter Avalon. Peter Avalon, yeah. Um, 
everyone feels like they're important. Where WWE, I know, okay, this I can fast forward this match because I know who's going to win and it's not going to be a great match. Right. Um, case in point, you know, I fast forwarded a few matches on 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 Raw and SmackDown. Um, AW, I don't I don't feel like fast forwarding anything other than the commercials. Absolutely. Which we'll get we'll get into we'll, we'll my get into my beef with that in a little bit. We'll get into that in a bit though. But I think that's probably the issue, right? That's the biggest issue that one of the biggest issues that WWE has right now at the moment is the fact that no one is big and bigger than um no one's no superstar. one's bigger than the brand. Yeah. And they don't want and especially like some of the and their fear is that they don't want any of the backstage interviews to be bigger than them. And I think that's the problem. That's something they don't have to worry about. Just it's the stiffness of it and yes. the production of it. Really kills it. Really takes me out of it for sure. Um, maybe they'll get better at it. I don't know. I don't think they will. I, I, don't think I have no faith in it at the moment. The way they've been, this has been going on for years. So I have even, no faith in it. Even when they come, like I'll get emails like Raw is coming to the Staples Center, and they'll they'll have like wrestlers on there. But when I look at it, it's not like oh I have to go to that. It's like oh I'm down to go to Raw. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's, because it's, it's not raw. A, it's, it's not a must. But there's not, not one guy like, oh, I, dude, I I have to go see so and so because I really like them. And those days are over. I think those days are lo- are long gone. I think you're right. Um, even the fiend. I mean, for a moment there, I was like, man, I I have to go see that live. But now I kind of just don't care because I'm gonna watch a match in a red light. Like, why do I want? Why am I gonna Ex- sp- spend money on exactly. that? Exactly. Oh man, uh, what else we got, Dick? I okay. think. That and and I, that was a yeah. I felt that segment. Good thing you actually showed me that because I felt that was something that we had to talk about and there was a lot to, to uh, discuss. Lots to unpack there. Yeah. Um. Last week we didn't reveal the ratings as far because we didn't get the ratings as far as um, AEW. Oh. Um, well, we'll, well, we can talk about that story. Yeah. We'll get, but talk about the ratings. But then we're um. But I'm glad you mentioned that one because um. Backstage we also mentioned about the whole Dio Man situation and for those who are unaware, he hasn't been around for the past month ever since he got F5 at Brock Lesnar. <laughs> So it turns out now we know the reason why uh, that's the case and that he is um, he wants to come back to become a professional wrestler. So he's going back to the PC to train and become a wrestler again, which I mean, if that's what he wants to do, I'm all for it. You know, um, good. Good on that. Um, I don't know if he if he takes that one F five and he's out for for weeks. I don't think he's going to make it as a wrestler. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> in storyline, kayfabe mode. In, in kayfabe mode. But. Um, th- but that's the reason why he was not. He hasn't been back on WWE TV is because he's going back to being a, a professional wrestler. I actually like Samoa Joe on commentary. I think he does a great job. I think he does a great job too, as well. I, I mean, think by proxy now the King has to be the heel commentator, which I'm. I'm. I I can't stand the King, heel or face. He doesn't have the same teeth he had back no, in the nineties. Absolutely 90s. not. Absolutely uh, not. So as a heel comment, I mean, his joke, like his little jabs, like he tries to make at people are just so corny. Um, I, I don't know. Which which leads me to my question. Why even bring up Deal Madden to begin with? I mean, I understood like at the beginning they wanted to have fresh faces yeah. to do it. And the original plan was to have Jerry Lawler there to kind of mentor Deal Madden into that position. But then now they're going back at it and saying, well, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to I'm not going to go back to being a wrestler. It's like, why even have him up to begin with? I think it wasn't his call. I think I they didn't think so. want him on commentary, and he was he was doing a good job. He, I I liked him actually on commentary. He was doing he was doing a, a fine job, but he never really he never stood out because he was never given the opportunity to stand out. He never really had a he never was never really allowed to be on his own two feet to do that. No, um, it was I don't even know the the other guy's name. What's the other guy's name? 
the um the head announcer. <sighs> Something I forgot his name too. Yeah, see, um, it doesn't even matter. This is this is the problem with yeah. the yeah. It's gonna um, come back to me later on though, but I know who you're talking about though. Um, that guy, Vic Joseph. Vic Joseph, thank Vic you. There Denham. you go. There you go. Um, he, him, and the king are the only ones that kind of stand out because the king is the king and he's the lead guy. Dio Madden, I thought, was a good way to pepper things in, but you know, he did. They didn't give him any personality for that. No, they didn't. At least Samoa Joe, like, you know, he's Samoa Joe. He can talk. Um, and honestly, I don't think that this was Dio Madden's call. I think they were like, all right, we're gonna not have you do commentary like we don't like what you're doing so you can either quit or you can try to you can go down the pc and train um but hey, that's all speculation that's all speculation so so now we know what happened with deal madden and um we did mention about two months ago uh, that uh john morrison did re- did resign with wwe um but for whatever reason they went ahead and made a statement saying that he's officially he's he's on he's officially signed with wwe um, when is he going to show up? What do you think he's going to? What do you think? With the, what are your thoughts about the John Morrison situation? I know we talked about this, but um, where do you see him going, or what would you like to see him going? Rather, um, I think he would do good on SmackDown. Uh, more eyes. I think there's a younger roster there that he can feud with. Uh, Raw. There's nothing. There's literally. I mean, there's not literally nothing, but there's there's some bright spots, but there's not a whole lot going on in Raw. So maybe him. He could add a spark to Raw. Um, I don't see him going to NXT. The problem that they have right now, they don't have any for him. That's true. I mean, um, they, I, and they, I think my fear is that he, he's going to be like one of those players that is just going to be in the middle of things. He's not going to be anything special. Oh, look what they did to Matt Hardy. Yeah. This is going to be another Matt Hardy. He's going to be there to put the young talent over. I, you know what? I could see that happening too as well because, um, you know, John Morrison is a former world champion with Impact. Um, he, he is, he's been a main event guy in other places outside of WWE, but he might just be in that situation where they're just going to get him. He's going to be there to put the young talent over, and that's really about it. They talked about it on on backstage, and Paige actually said, "Bring uh, bring Taya with you." I think him and Taya could be a good heel stable, heel heel uh, couple. I Taya's Taya's another talent as well that I think that could help out the women's division too. For sure, um, we'll see. I mean, I I'm a big John Morrison fan. I am too. Uh, I'm also I mean, I'm a fan of Taya as well. Um, if if they bring her in, why not? You bring know? that whole gimmick in with with their dog and the whole thing. Absolutely. Um, what else we got? In the so music? we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. And uh, I did mention about the ratings uh, last week. We didn't get the numbers for um, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving show, but they were released um, the, the this past Monday, as a matter of fact. And we were actually lucky to get two ratings in a row. So I'm just gonna go and go off the numbers real quick. So um, AEW last Wednesday's rating did hit. Uh, 657,000 uh, viewers damn, compared, to, compared to NXT's 810,000. Oh, damn. They beat the so fuck out of them. They, NXT did win that one, and a lot of it was because of the Survivor Series bump. So that did help out. And I had a f- and they had to win that one as far as... Um, you ha- I mean, you put all your cards out there. You put all your cards you out there. That. You have to win that one. So I, I, didn't, I wasn't surprised that NXT won that rating. If they lost... Especially if they if they if they if they drew less than AEW's rating that week, I would have been very I would have been very worried about that because they loaded up that roster, they loaded up the NXT, and they made NXT look strong, and it did work out to their benefit. Um, but again, the recurring theme with NXT and AEW is that eighteen to thirty four demo. They c- cannot beat AEW because AEW is cool. Eighteen to thirty five people watch things that are cool. Yeah. 
and that's and that's the key demographic as far as um, where advertisers are looking for. They want that demographic. There's more eyes. There's more younger eyes to AEW as opposed to NXT. Now uh, this week it did bounce back where NXT did draw um, 800. I'm sorry, AEW drew 851,000 compared to NXT's 845. So it was neck and neck this week. I wonder what happened with that. Oh, I yeah, it's the Survivor Series effect. The Survivor Series. The people Series that normally watch AEW watched NXT. And I think another thing as well is that um, people younger the younger crowd they tend to go out on um, on that because the Wednesday was a holiday or not a holiday, but it was a Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So yeah, typically the younger crowd they go out. You know, they they'll go out and have and go out and have fun, go out partying. Uh, before the th- before the people travel holiday, too. that too as well. So there, there's a lot of factors that determine that as well. So um, that's why I didn't really see it as much as like let's see how this week's rating is and see where they're at because um, it just w- it went exactly right back up and it, then some. It went right back up and then some, yeah. So and 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 it's neck and neck right now. So um, but again, as again, it's that key demo, the 18 to 35 demo where NXT is struggling to beat AEW, but they are closing the gap though. They're they're um. Little by little, they're closing that gap. And I mean, either way you slice it, that's a lot of people watching wrestling. It's good. F- it's I like them being this close. Yeah, I, I like it too. It doesn't I, need to be a blowout. It doesn't need to be a blowout each week. And um, but I like to see that number grow. Actually, you know, um, we if, can get that milli. If they, if they could each do a million, if and that's the thing. Like, look at in the beginning with WCW and and the and the uh, Monday Night Roar back in the day, they were drawing little by little, but it took them almost about four or five six months to get. A, a, an increased audience, so maybe we could see that happening down the road um, with with both brands. So if they can dr- if they can increase their audience little by little each week, then that's a win right there. But can NXT beat that? Can they get that key demo eighteen to thirty five? That's where the money's at. Yeah, I mean, literally, liter- it is. I mean, they 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 always beat them with the with the over fifty crowd, and um, they're they're. They don't have to worry about that one right there, <laughs> but getting that, getting that young, getting those young eyes in there, and um, both shows, like I said, I mean, they have been phenomenal. Like NXT has been great, um, has been great, and it hasn't been the same as it was when it was one hour, but it's been great. AEW, you know, has been good. It's been good. Uh, there's ups and downs, especially with this week's episode. It has been ups and downs as well, but by no means has it been a bad show. Yeah. Uh, sorry, dude. I'm reading. Um Okay, yeah. I mean, they yeah. Anyways, uh let's I, let's let's shift gears, I yeah, think. Yeah, let's let's get into let's get into the shows this week Let's yeah, let's get into to Raw. What did you did you did you watch Raw? What did you think? I of did it? watch I did watch Raw. I didn't watch all of it. Um I did watch the Seth uh the the Seth issuing the apology. Um you could just tell like it it, it felt like I think it's a the, the word of the day right here for Seth is disingenuous. It just seems like it's a disingenuous apology. Even Kevin Owens calls him out on it and says it's a bullshit apology. I like that they say bullshit. And I like that too as well. I like it when it's used sparingly. Yeah, you don't need to say it every week. Don't need to say it every week. Um, because the the thing with them being on the networks like USA and TNT, they can get away with saying stuff like shit, ass, you know, stuff like that. Maybe not fuck, but they could definitely say shit. Yeah. And I think if it's used sparingly... It adds to it. You don't need to exploit it every single time. Well, the crowd popped hard when when he said bullshit. Yeah, and and rightfully so because I think that was a, a appropriate response to that. So they both played very well when it came to that segment. 
Um, not a fan of twenty plus se- twenty plus minute segments to kick off Raw. Absolutely, and and that's a pattern that Raw and and SmackDown as well. They always they always do is that they they start off with these twenty minute promos. And it's been going on for years. They need to change it. They they have to change it up, but they feel like that's their formula and they're going to stick to it. What makes Kevin Owens cooler than Seth Rollins right now is that AOP is like, we'll challenge you guys to a match, you two versus us two. And Kevin Owens didn't fall into the dumb baby face syndrome. Yeah. He literally is like, uh, no, because if that happens, you three are going to beat me up. So I'm, I'm, I don't want I don't want to. Uh, and, then and I like that, right? I like that, by the way, because Kevin Owens is, is, is smart. so big of a wrestling fan. He knows yes. that if I'm getting in that situation, I'm getting jumped. I'm not Sting. I ain't, playing, I ain't falling for that Sting trick. <laughs> exactly. So I love that they, you know, don't be like, okay, yeah, let's let's do that. We'll show you guys. And then yeah, he ends up looking stupid and getting beat up. Um, and then... Uh, so Seth walks out, and then yeah. um, AOP happens to walk out as well, and Kevin was looking for a fight, so then... Um, Lashley comes out and then and then it takes away into uh, this Lashley versus Kale match, which it was it was a whatever match. I didn't really care much for it. It ends um, in a DQ. It anyways. ends in a DQ anyways. Um, after the after that though, because AOP came out and they uh, proceeded to beat to beat up uh, Kevin Owens for the DQ. After that, um, Lashley gets into it. Actually, Rusev comes in comes in there and uh, proceeds to attack uh, Lashley. Right? Yes, that's that's how the DQ. That's happened. how the DQ happened. Okay, so. Um, as that was happening, last she was arguing with the um, and this is where I don't get, dude. This is this is so fucking dumb. They were arguing with the with the police, saying, "How come you didn't protect me? How come you didn't? How come you didn't do your job?" And their are and their argument is that, well, in Tennessee we do things differently. And yeah. They proceed to arrest Lashley. Well, Lashley gave him like a little shoulder oh, the bump. Oh, shoulder bump. Yes, you're right, and that's what led to him getting handcuffed. Yeah. Lana gets all upset, gets up in their face. Slaps the officer and they and she also gets handcuffed. Yeah, it was it was really weird. Um, I hated that explanation. Um, Lana was dressed like a prostitute. I feel like this week, <laughs> like when she was like helping Lashley get up, you could totally see up her dress. Her tits were just hanging out all over the place. Um, they're really trying to get this like sex, sex, sex thing like over like crazy. Like sex sells. Um, we get it. I liked in the beginning. Well, I think what I got. Before the the match, Lana and Kevin Owens are going back and forth, um, and La- Lana's just cringe on the mic. I I she feels I feel lost whenever she she's is talking. the worst on the mic, hands down. Um, and Kevin Owens calls her out because he's not a dumb baby face, and he says, "I've never met someone that talks so much but says so little," um, because literally that's what she, she yes. Just, um, she just goes out there, and I feel like she's stalling, like. I don't know what she's doing. Like her entrance lasted forever. I feel like um, to the point where like they had to cut her microphone because they need to get this match going, and she was just stalling. I feel like, um, and this and that's and then the thing that I feel like WWE is going down this road. This is what they want you to think about Kevin Owens is he's an everyman. She's like you just eat candy and pizza, and you're just an everyman. And I feel like that's the direction they're gonna go with Kevin Owens. Yes, which is, I mean it's okay. He is kind of looking like every other wrestling fan, fat bearded guy. Uh, but that could actually wrestle. But he can actually wrestle, and he's really good at everything he does. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have to kind of say about that that whole thing. Um, what else do we got? Uh, you know, um, I I do want to real quickly. I do want to mention about uh, 
the, let's let's talk about the tag ma- the 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 two on one handicap match with uh, Charlotte and Oscar and Kyrie Sane. I mean, yeah. and, and again, it's been a recurring theme that I keep talking about with the Kabuki Warriors, and that they're really both, and really to a greater extent, Kyrie Sane is um, miscast as a heel. She's she's a natural baby face, but she's doing the best that she can to be a heel. Asuka is great either way. Um, the promo that she had backstage where she was in Japanese, I thought it was a great promo, even though I didn't understand really a single word that she said. There's um, fire to it. There was fire to it. You could tell the passion, and that's the thing right there. You don't need to speak English to give a good promo. You can do it in any language as long as you're passionate and you 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 you, you elaborate in detail while doing the promo. It could be no, any pal. language. There's no way you can go out there. Ah, fuck. <laughs> I messed up my... Uh... <laughs> God damn it. You got to be able to speak English and good English. Otherwise, you're not going to get over for nothing. People aren't going to understand you. And you look at like Humberto, Humberto Carrillo, he's not over with the crowd because they have him speaking English. And it's he has no charisma. He has no charisma, Zero charisma. Um, and, and it sounds like I'm bagging on Humberto Carrillo. Um, I mean, in the ring, he's a phenomenal athlete, but it's just they do, they're doing him no favors. I don't know. To me, he kind of just comes off like any other kind of lucha guy. Like he's he's very generic. And he's very he's very plain. Correct, create a wrestler, but with like nothing, like no like uh, special attributes. Just the the palette of the wrestler yeah. before you're actually able to like fine tune him the way you want. Absolutely. Him to be. Um, yeah, he he really doesn't do anything for me. I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'd rather see like an Angel Garza who has a shitload of charisma go out there and and get the spot that Humberto's You're right, and we right mentioned, now. I think we mentioned that last week, as a matter of fact. Yeah. You talk about a tale of uh, two luchadors. One is very charismatic, and the other one is just simply not. Um, I, I feel like he's nervous. I think so, too. I get that. I, the nerves. He's uncomfortable. And very uncomfortable. He's very uncomfortable. Because he's speak, he has to speak English he all the time, English and it's all not the time. his first language. And that's the problem. Um, what did you think about them booking Charlotte in this handicap match and getting a lot of offense? I feel it like made it the was champs a, look weak. It made the champs look so weak. Um, to the point where I'm just like, oh fuck, man, they're really gonna they're really gonna make Charlotte beat the tag champs right now. Um, I did like the ending though. Uh, Oscar was in the figure eight, and uh, Kyrie hits the insane elbow while Charlotte is bridged in the figure eight. I like that too. That as well. was that was awesome. Uh, but I didn't like the fact that Ch- Charlotte should have been destroyed by Oscar, who's Oscar, and Kyrie, who you know is a great compliment to Oscar. I feel like she shouldn't have got that much offense. A double spear, like, come on, dude. And then, and then we see what they're building up to, and that seems like that's going to be the match at TLC between the Kabuki Warriors and Asuka. I mean, I'm sorry, Kabuki Warriors and Charlotte and Becky. That's what it seems like. Yeah, um, which isn't what I would want. I would. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that either. But Becky I mean, should be defending the the championship, not in a tag match. You know, unless they want to make her Becky two belts again. And then play into the Becky Charlotte feud that they might be going to the Royal Rumble as well. That's another thing that they might be doing. Yeah. Um, Andrade versus Eric Young. Eric Young looks really bad. They just need to change his name to Eric Old. Ayo. Um, oh, I got some old, I got some more roasts. You want to hear some of my roasts? Let's go. Rhea Ripley. More like diarrhea Ripley. Uh Keith Lee. Baskin is glory. Dude looks more like he's Baskin Robbins. Hey yo, that's some good ones, dude. Yeah, that's all I got for that's, now. That's good. I've been, I've been working on my roast. Yeah, dude, I was, that, those are p- some pretty good ones right there. Dude. You didn't laugh once, but it's okay. <laughs> I was like your backup, I'm like the Ed McMahon, dude. <laughs> dude, it's um, but yeah, Eric Young loses to the Hammerlock. Um, he always was going to lose to that. Um, Tozawa and McIntyre. I wanted to talk about this because 
Tozawa had a great match last week. I uh, really got to show off a lot of his character, a lot of his personality, uh, a lot of his moveset. And then this week they just squash him to Drew McIntyre. Like, why build him up the week before just to squash him the next to week? To feed him to Drew McIntyre, that's I, I'm why. I'm not a fan of that at all. Um, and other than that, I mean, Kyle Busch won the 24-7 title. You wouldn't know. I mean, I barely know who Kyle Busch is because I watch SportsCenter sometimes and I hear it. But he's a race car driver. He just looked like a fan. And they're like, this, it, I, I felt like it was just like this fan named Kyle Busch won the 24-7 title. Um can they just make that thing go away? They're not, and uh, it's def- they're holding on to it for dear life, and it's already played out. Even though it's only been a couple months it's since how long? So when, when was when was the twenty four seven title introduced? I don't remember. It was it's been about six months, right? Maybe a little bit it less was, than that. Was it before Russell? It was before WrestleMania. Was it? I feel like it was. Well, it, 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 or maybe it was the raw after. It was the raw after WrestleMania. It, okay, so it was the raw after WrestleMania. Okay, you're right. You're right. So it's been around for less than a year, and it's already it's well, it was already dead months ago. I want to see it defended in an actual match, like backstage somewhere. I don't want to see just a roll up every single fucking time. It's a roll up championship. It's so just call it the it's change the title name to the roll up champion because you're good at rolling people up. It's. I hate this fucking belt, and I hate that they just parade jabronis to go run after whoever has a title, and then hopefully they can roll him up. Punch him once or something. Do something. Yes. Put your finisher on the guy. Don't just roll him up every single time. God damn it. Yeah, it's 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 played its course. It's it's time to move on. It's time to, do, to get away from that. Viking Raiders had a squash match, too. Yeah. Are you overseeing them in squash matches? I don't know. What, I don't know what they're doing with these guys. I mean, I, I get they're trying to build them up, but like they don't need to be in squash matches every week. Against local talent. They have nothing for them right now, I take it. I, obviously, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that was raw for me. I, I didn't hate it, but I mostly It's just a it. nothing show. Like, what part, like, what, and, and another mm-hmm. thing with raw is... Where are we going? Where are we going with this? That's, the, that's, a, that's what I was getting into. You're exactly right. Where are they going into? Because next Sunday is TLC. Yeah. They have a week to, to put something together. Um, I literally felt like this felt like a, a lot of waste of time yeah and this is and it's not just with raw it's also with smackdown as well like you look at this week's episodes of the two main shows and they're not building much towards tlc at all you know maybe um maybe on smackdown you know they they had the um and let's get into smackdown since we're already talking about it yeah um you know it was pretty much dominated by um the miz the miz tv and with him and the fiend yeah, I mean, that was the overall theme. The show started off with The Miz uh, coming out and wanting to play detective because no one's heard from Daniel Bryan. Um, and now he has a... It's not a match with The Fiend. It's actually a match with Bray Wyatt. Yes, and they did announce it on SmackDown. Um, so they're going to have a match. I don't know if it's... if it's, Is it for the title? I don't think it's for the title. Uh, but it's going to be The Miz versus uh, The Fiend or versus Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, uh, yeah. They really... I liked what they did with The Miz on this. Um because he was just like, you you know, I don't like Daniel Bryan. I never will, never have. and But I just want what's best for the company. So I'm going to go find out where Daniel Bryan is. Bray Wyatt comes out and he, like, superimposes himself in the Miz's family picture holding the Miz's baby, which I thought was hilarious. That was pretty funny. Um, and the Miz freaks out. He runs backstage. He calls Maurice and he's like, hey, put on the security, lock the doors. We don't know what this guy's capable of. I'm coming home right now. Um, but before he can get out there, the fiend attacks him, and um, the match is announced. So I like that. It kind of felt like a movie, you know. It did, yeah. Um, and then what else do we got happening on SmackDown? Um, 
Elias got or Elias spanked Drake Grant Maverick. So that was a thing. Um, if I was just tuning in to watch this, I'd be like, why is this guy beating up this little kid? Yeah, there was like no context to it. Uh, but luckily, you know, I'm I was paying attention to the show and I, I get that Elias was talking shit to Drake Maverick because he's trying to cheat on his wife with Dana Brooke. And it made sense after I thought of it that way. But if I just tuned in and I was watching this, like, why is this guy beating up this little guy? Um, we're gonna well, they then they finally announced a match for TLC, which we've been kind of waiting for too, uh, for the SmackDown Championships. It's gonna be the Revival, who won a, tri- a fatal four way elimination match. Um, I I don't like when they just throw together. A match to these announce mul- their more these, contender. These multi-people these multi um, matchups are getting... They're, it, they're, 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 they've been annoying, actually. It should be a team that's fought their way to become number one contender, not just you won one match, so now you're number one contender. Um, and I feel like that's what AEW, with their win-loss records, really captured. And their ratings as well. Cause Obviously, yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, the fact that you can become number one contender by winning a match really just diminishes the title in general. Well, because uh, they uh, they didn't want to do the whole rematch clause. That's what Which they're I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with too as well. It provided that um, you don't have a, the same team going after the title again and you have different teams. And that's the problem. With the, but I think this that's is basically a longer way to get to them getting a rematch. Yeah, it is. Like, we're wasting time, guys. Let's okay. build up some teams. Let's Let's make... Let's make the revival feel like they are an actual contender for the title instead of just having them win a match on a fluke. Or not on a fluke, but they won an elimination match, which there's a lot of variables that go along with that. They won with a nasty-looking shatter machine. Yes. But I don't feel like they're a threat to the New Day because they literally just won one match. And they lost to the New Day before. They lost to the New Day before uh, numerous times. Yes. Um, They've looked stupid to the New Day. It does. Having said it, though, I thought the ma- I thought this match was, was, was good. Um, all, four, all eight... Men in the match, they were they did their part. Um, heavy machinery, I thought did was phenomenal. Um, Lucha House Party, even though they were there for a little bit, they um, turned it up. They on turned this. it up yeah. on this match. Um, Chad Gable has always been great in the ring, and Mustafa Ali as well. Um, even though it's a makeshift tag team, is this going to be a permanent tag team from now on? I mean, I I wouldn't mind if they got nothing. I mean, if they got nothing to do for Chad Gable, that's fine. But I feel like they've pigeonholed Chad Gable to the point where like he's just a tag tag team guy, like Ella Cesaro. We were we were talking about this earlier. I the fact that they don't have anything for Chad Gable and they make him look stupid like this um, makes me hopeful that once his contract's up, he's gonna go somewhere else. Uh, and we're just thinking like, dude, what a great match it would be to like watch to have Chad Gable go to New Japan and fight uh, Zack Saber Jr. Oh, anyone on the New Japan roster? It's Will not, Ospreay. It's not just Zack Saber Jr. or Will Ospreay. I mean, you have Okada, Tana, especially Dude, Tanahashi. Tanahashi and him, Ibushi and Chad Gable would be amazing. It would be any any of those guys. I, and, it, and it's not just Chad Gable. I think a lot of the talent that's there. Um, Cesaro to me is another example as well. Cesaro would be fucking. He would be. I I, and I think if you have a change of scenery. It, that, that always brings out a new fire in you. Not only a change of scenery, but a change of creative. That too. You know, because Cesaro, look how great he is. And they just treat him like he's he loses to everybody. Cesaro doesn't win anything, ever. They have they have these guys pigeonholed to be a certain role. Cesaro and Chad Gable in the tag team division. Um, Dolph Ziggler as well. Dolph Ziggler is another example. Case in point. He is so good at selling. He's so good at putting people over that now... It's becoming a burden to him, and that's all you see him as a guy who puts people over. 
Um, and especially with um, later on with the main event on SmackDown being Roman Reigns versus Dolph Ziggler, where um, I fast forwarded this match. Yeah, it, I didn't it was a, give a it was, a, it was, it was a, a long match. It was too. a long match too as well. They gave him a lot of time. Um, Roman wins with the spear, lol. Um, but Ziggler is just there just to put people over, and you can't take him serious. Yeah, um, he he's the poster boy for uh, losing and putting people over. Um, Lacey Evans, they're really letting us know that she was a former Marine. Yes, they they, they keep hammering it in there. It, it makes me uncomfortable. I get it. I still she's a bad guy. Uh, they didn't explain why she's all of a sudden a baby face, but to me, she's a bad guy. I, I think the reason they didn't explain was because they see Sasha and Bailey as the, the the biggest heels, the female heels on SmackDown right now, and anyone who goes up against them is going to be an automatic baby face. Yeah. Without yeah. explanation, though. And that's the problem is that there was no explanation as to why that's why that's the case. I, I wish they would have done something to make Lacey want to fight them and make her a baby. And Lacey Evans, like, I feel like there was no buildup to any of this. I feel like they no. just like interrupted a match or something, right? Well, I don't even know what, how this happened. Anyways, it's 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 it's, it's, it's that's how important it is with with how with how with not only with Lacey Evans but also how they're portraying Sasha and uh Bailey in this whole situation. It's almost an afterthought. You would have never and thought it. They look so weak too. Yes. Uh the fact that Lacey Evans went like she teased like she was going to give her the women's right and Sasha Banks cowered. Like why why would you want to make your your bit your your heel your top heel probably right Sasha's probably the top heel in the company or in the women's division in the women's division on SmackDown uh, why would you make her look weak you should make her look strong so you want the baby face to have to overcome the odds rather than just making her look stupid I agree I I, 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 I agree with you what do I know I'm just a fucking we're just we're just we're just a bunch of marks apparently which yeah. In the eyes of in the, the eyes of the, the company, company, we're just marks. We're and just marks. We need to shut up. And and I hate using I, and I hate throwing out the term mark, but that's just how the company sees us. Uh, but I want to go back to this uh, to this match with Roman Reigns and, and Dolph Ziggler. You want to talk about the the shit porn that we got? Oh at the end my of god! The the scat <laughs> the scat, scat shower, dude. <laughs> uh, after the match, uh, Corbin came. They jumped. Uh, the putty patrol that was with Baron Corbin came out and got beat up, and then it went on for way too long. Yes, and that's the point. It went on way longer than it should have. They handcuffed uh, Roman to the ring post and showered him in dog food. They were like, you want to be the big dog? You're going to eat like a big dog. And they just put a bunch of dog food on But it ended up looking like shit. Literal. And that's it, exactly it, what that match was. It, yeah, the whole, the whole last segment. The only thing, the saving grace for this whole thing was me wondering who the guy under the ring was. You remember in Castle, remember the Castlevania games from back in the day where like you have like the crypt keeper coming up and kind of reaching uh, under. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of like just some some hand coming up and trying to grab you. Because even commentary is like, there's someone under the ring, but they yeah. never showed his face. The only the only little glimpse we got of the guy was we saw he had gray hair. It was it Shane McMahon, that, right? Who who, <laughs> but who, who they, was it? <laughs> it? It wasn't Shane McMahon, but it was it was just random old guy grabbing Roman's feet. Uh, very weird, uh, but that was the highlight for SmackDown for me. Was who's that old guy under the ring? Um, let's let's get into the real good stuff because we are we're woo we're over an hour yeah, in, guys. We're an hour in. We've had some great talk though, um, so that's that's the highlight highlight of the week. NXT. I thought NXT brought it this week. Absolutely. AW was good. It had way more hiccups than NXT did though. Be- between the two, um, NXT was definitely the more consistent show. Um, there wasn't a bad thing i can remember from nxt that uh maybe not 
like it. AEW, you know, it had its ups and downs, but I think the audios, the audio issue in the beginning, and which we found out that it was actually more of a TNT issue. If you if you're watching, it I thought TNT, it was my TV. I was over here trying to reset my soundbar. Yeah, and I, I thought I was with with um with my Hulu as well because I, I I did watch it via Hulu on TNT. Um, though it seemed like everyone that was on TNT had that issue, but outside of TNT in Canada, they didn't have that issue. Um, if you're watching it through um the fight app, they didn't have that issue as well. Uh, but yeah, it just it seems like they need to work on that issue. They need to work on getting the audio uh, sorted out. The audio has always been a problem with AEW. Do you want to just cover AEW or want to do let's, let's do, first? Let's, we're already talking about AEW. I think we might as well go into AEW right now. The problem they they've been having a lot of production issues, and I I don't like when there's like a promo package, but they leave the crowd mic on, so I can't even hear what the promo package in the yes. back is saying because the crowd is like chanting, um, chanting Tatum. Uh, hey yo, <laughs> they uh. I don't know. They, they they need to work on that. I, I can sound engineer for you guys. I don't know how to do it, but I can figure it out and probably do a really good they job. Probably do, you probably do a better job than them. Uh, and, you know, we, we're giving them the benefit of the doubt, but this honeymoon phase is going to be over eventually, and then they're going to have to get it together. And and um, it's going to go on for so long. They they really need to start um, hammering it down. I mean, since since the beginning of AEW, they've had yeah. audio issues with, like, the music being too low, and now, like, the crowd mic is too loud. I feel like the ring mic is very loud. Um, it, it, on my Commentators sound, are too low. On my soundbar, I can't even hear commentary because the, the, the bumps in the ring are, like, my subwoofer is going crazy. Right. Um, so I have to lower... Whenever I watch AEW, I have to lower my subwoofer because the, the ring mic, the boom, every time it something happens, um, even people just walking on the ring, you know, I can't even hear the commentary because the the woofer is just going crazy. Um, sorry, first world problems. I have to lower my sound bar because I can't hear good. Um, well, you're taken away from the commentary as well. Yeah, they're not helping paint the picture. And Excalibur does a good job. Jr. Jr. is Jr. You know, he's. I can listen to Jr. way more than I can the King. That's I, for I sure. agree. I, I agree. Um, and Shivani the same way too. Shivani's well. so good. Shivani just yeah. That whole commentary team is a plus for me. Um, except for when Jr. They're, called. they're not perfect, but you know what? Oh, we're gonna say right now. Jr. Jr. doesn't really get the the terminology correct all the time. He was calling Jericho El Champion when it's La Le, Champion. La Champion, yeah. Um, and just little things that Jr. does. I don't know. Some, you, I forget shit sometimes. He's 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 just he's, Jungle Jack. He's just know, not. We go down the list. He's just not the same as he was before. But he's not awful. He's still a good hand to have. He's a good voice to have. Yes. And he's there to pretty much mentor Excalibur and to make uh, Excalibur more comfortable. I mean, not that Excalibur was nervous being the the, the lead guy. Just adds a little seasoning to yes, it. Yes, that's all it is. Uh, but let's talk about what happened. Um, I mean, the the opening match was good. The 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 Young Dust is what I wanted to call it. I, uh, I was gonna say Gold Bucks. Gold Bucks. Oh, that that's even better. Yeah, that's good. Uh, versus. Uh, Pride and Powerful and Sammy Guevara, Inner Circle, basically. This feud's going to be going on for a while because they already announced next week it's going to be the Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz in a Texas street fight. Um, so this is going to keep going. Um, I thought this was, it was it was a good match. Mm-hmm. I think towards the end they really picked up the pace. Uh, a lot of high-flying offense. It was it was good. It was good. Um, Babyface is beating the, the heels again. I'm not really a big fan of that. Uh, the I feel like the heels got to... Gotta they got to come up with something right there, and I'm hoping next week that we see um, we see Santana and Ortiz uh, just demolish just the young get bucks. demolish the young bucks at least. Um, but yeah, I think that's a problem that they have right now is that they are kind of making the inner circle look a little weak right now. They can't beat them every. They, I feel like they all the elite guys always get the upper hand on them, and it can't be like that every week. No, they, 
but we'll see what happens. We'll see where they're going to go down the road. But like, but like you mentioned, a great match between all six. Uh, Dustin has been consistently great in the ring. He's pulling sentons off the apron. Yeah, uh, Young Bucks. Um, always, always, always a bright spot to see them. Nick Jackson's so good, dude. I I used to be a Matt Jackson fan, but I think I'm all in on Nick. Now. Nick, yeah. Nick is the Nick is the fucking uh, Nick is the workhorse of the group now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a good match. Maybe my match of the night was Trent and Phoenix. Trent can go. Trent, and I love Trent that, can absolutely go too. I um, love that he's a a tag team guy, but when he's in a singles match, he's just as good, if I, not better. I agree. Um, Ray Phoenix is Ray Phoenix. Uh, they were they were going back and forth, a lot of uh, like counters on counters on counters, uh, high flying match. This might have been my match of the night. I you wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with you on that. I mean, you can pick this one or the six person tag match. Or even uh, with Janela versus John Moxley. I mean, Ooh, that was a really good they, match too. AW they did have some great wrestling this week as well. Um, probably uh, them and NXT in the ring, but AEW as I mentioned, there was more lows than high, there was more lows on this show than NXT. And that would be the only reason why NXT would win. Exactly. Uh, they're um, both great shows, though. But real quickly, though, I want to mention with um, with Phoenix, um, Ray Phoenix. Uh, we've always said this every week that he is one of the most underrated guys in wrestling at the moment, and I think that's a great disservice because he is actually probably one of the top guys in the world right now. Absolutely. Rey Mysterio, I think WWE, they have a problem trying to find, They for the longest, they're trying to find that heir apparent to Rey Mysterio to get a successful luchador. They've, they've tried. It's and not for tried. lack of trying. Um, and, and the guys that they have in there, they're good, but they're not at that level of Rey Mysterio. And I think there's two guys that can fill that void. Rey Phoenix is one of them. Another one that we, we don't talk about a whole lot, Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee. Why does that name sound familiar? New Japan. Oh, and, and, okay. CM, and CML, and I believe CMLL as well. He is phenomenal. He is one I of. I need the, to watch more of his matches. Yes, watch his match with him and Will Osprey, where the finals for the uh, Battle of the Super Juniors. Wait, I did see that match. That yes. match was awesome. Yes, yes. I, I agree. Remember yes. that match? Okay. Yeah, that's how phenomenal Dragon Lee is. He is a phenomenal wrestler. Um, those two guys right there, to me, are I think are the heir apparent to Rey Mysterio and. I mean, you have guys like Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado and Kalisto, but they're out here with pinatas giving candy to kids. Yeah, it's such a gimmick. They can they can be the next Rey Mysterio if they fucking let them. Ah, but it's it does. Phoenix is great though. Go go watch that match. Um, Cody had a really good promo. Uh, this this was I I don't know the Jericho segment I think was better, but uh, Cody Cody basically is just like, look, I've lost everybody that was there to help me out. My my best friend kicked me in the balls. My my wife is out there cutting girls' hairs off, and um, who's the the, the oh and Dustin and and his brothers helping the young bucks. So like he has no one to lean back on, um, and he just really wants this match with uh with MJF. He he says now that he's got the the butcher, the bunny, the blade, which I'm gonna call Triple B from now on because it's I'm not gonna say yes. all three names every single time. Um, he's like I got these guys coming down my neck and you know i've seen and he actually went out of his way to kind of give the crowd a little um information on them he's like i've seen you wrestle in beyond wrestling i've seen you wrestle in bar wrestling which i popped hard shout for out to those guys out to yeah. bar wrestling um but you know they're coming after me now and i just really want mjf so i'm gonna give you i'll give you whatever you want name your price here's you my truck one of 300 you love it you can have it um these louis vuitton shoes i'm wearing you can have them uh this this uh omega watch i got from tony khan which is worth a lot of money you can have this and then he went out and had justin roberts bring out a briefcase full of money dollar bills hundred dollar bills y'all 
Um, and he even gave one to a kid, and the kid looked like he didn't give a shit. He didn't give a shit about <laughs> it. But he's like, I paid for front row tickets. I I have money already, dude. Um, you give this, you give this chump changey peasant. Yeah, give me the rest of that briefcase. But but the, the, but this segment though, it just goes to show you like how far Cody has gone oh on my the God. mic skills. His, his dad is Dusty Rhodes. He is so. he is his father's son. Yeah, and um, it shows with these promos right here. Like you just see shades of you just see like bits of pieces of Dusty and on, on these promos, you would have never seen that in WWE. You would have never known he was that good on the mic. No, not at all. Now, now, granted, maybe he worked on it after leaving WWE, and if that's the case, you know, good on good for him. Well, he was lumped into that Stardust gimmick, and yes, he tried. He, he tried. tried. I actually liked the Stardust gimmick um, at first. At well, I like the even when he was teaming up with the Ascension with the Cosmic Wasteland, like it was like a comic comic book villain. Like he was out here just like you know, I'm I'm from the stars. I'm a I'm a bad guy. And you know, it, they didn't really latch on. But onto they it. went to the well one too many times with Stardust. Yeah. Um, one thing I did fast forward on AEW was the Nyla Rose Leva Bates match. Um, she's a jabron. I knew it was gonna it was gonna happen. I'm glad that Nyla Rose is back. Um, one thing I didn't like, uh, Shanna actually came out uh, to like no pop uh, to help Leva Bates who was getting destroyed, and they cut to commercial during all that, and uh, there was like. A spot where she power bombs Rick Knox through the table, and then power bombs Shanna onto her, and we were at commercial, so I was. It was in the would have never known. It was in the picture in picture, but I fast forward that because I don't like when they when they do that. I don't like the picture in picture. And it's not just AEW that does this. NXT NXT does does this too as well, um, where they where they get um, the important things in the picture in picture, and they really should be showing that before they go to commercial to emphasize on that. this whole picture in picture thing, like I mean, I'm I'm I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm kind of over it now. Um, it's not really doing me anything. Like I mean, I can't even hear any audio from it. It's it's it's. It, I mean, it's a good way to get people to not fast forward through the commercials, right? Um, but I'm gonna fast forward through the Unfortunately, commercials. Though, I I fast forward through those through those segments as well. I just wish they wouldn't put like storyline parts through that that's a great way to do a tope out of the ring yes. and then cut to commercial and then have them like do rest holds till they come back um but yeah i mean i guess it's a good it's it's a way to like it's a handoff i guess it's, but it's a handoff but it's it's just not working for me i mean i'm over though they need, they need to move on let's cut let's talk about the chris jericho thing i i i was clapping i love this whole segment um he brings out the list and the crowd pops. He's like, oh, come on. You guys need to get out of 2016. This isn't that list. I love it. Um, what did he call it? Uh, the, the, Le- the Lexicon of Le Champion. The Lexicon of Le Champion. I love it. He's Anything he touches is gold, dude. He uh, he literally said that because um, a little bit of the bubbly is on sale. And he sold like 12,000 bottles in a week. Um, we so got to jump on that bubbly. Oh, yeah. We're going to have we're going to pop some for the show, I think. Maybe for a hundred episode, we can pop a little bit. I, of I'm bubbly. cool with that. I'm, I'm down with that. Um, but he goes down and he, he 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 lists the names of people he doesn't want. He won't fight because he has to contractually fight uh, one more time before the end of 2019. And he goes down the list. He starts with John Moxley. He actually says John Moxley a bunch of times in this. Um, who's the number one contender right yes. now? Uh, but then he he goes and he drops like other names that like sound like the name he said. So he'll say like Darby Allen's not gonna get a match. Neither is Gigi Allen or I wish he said Gigi Allen right there. That would be <laughs> great. Or Alan Jones, who's actually AJ, AJ Styles' real name. I popped huge for that. He said the Young Bucks aren't gonna get a shot. Papa Buck isn't gonna shut 
isn't going to get you, get a shot. Uncle Buck isn't going to get a shot. So he kind of just did that <laughs> I love a bunch it. of times. It's It I was so it. good. Um, Dra- Jurassic Express comes out, and we actually hear the Luchasaurus talk for the first time. And he starts off like, and then, and then he stops. He's like, did you actually think I was going to sound like that? So I love that. Luchasaurus sounds like a normal guy, yeah. which is great. WWE would have absolutely made him talk like a monster. Absolutely. Yeah, they would have. They would have done that. And uh, they would have made him look very corny at the same time. <laughs> yeah. But he comes off, and this is where shades of his real life self comes in. He's like, you know, I'm not an idiot. You know, I, I'm a very educated person. I have a master's degree in medieval history. And I just want to love that he has, yeah. a, has a master's degree. And, th- and I want to let you know, dinosaurs have been marginalized for 65 million years. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love that, dude. I think that's great wordplay right there. Um, you know, and Jericho also poked fun of Marco Stunt, saying that he's short at any age. For yeah, that, that that's so good. He's like, because uh, Luchasaurus is like, he's just, he's just short for his age. And he, he's like, well, hold on a second. To be fair. He's short for any age, yeah. uh, which was which is hilarious. Um, and then we get Jungle Boy to talk, which didn't get the reaction I think that we wanted to. I don't think he had the mic up close enough he, to his he, mouth. He didn't, but I, so I think he sounded. I think he sounded fine on on the mic from what I've heard. Oh yeah, and he says he's going. So it's going to be Jungle Boy versus Jericho. Sign me up. Sign I'm, me up I'm for all that. for that, dude. And I, and that's one way to get you want to you want to get these guys over. You want to get Jungle Boy over as well because he's going to be your future. And he's a young dude. He's a charismatic dude. A good-looking dude that can really move move seats out there in trying to get that key demographic. And this is the first time they mentioned that he's the son of Luke Perry. One of the few times. Yeah, you're right. Um, so sign me up for that. December 18th, we're going to get that match. Um, Chris Statlander. I hate her alien gimmick. I think it's dumb. It's a dumb gimmick, but she's great in the ring. She's great. She's basically Charlotte for AEW. The exact same look. Yeah. Um, Rashida, though. That's my girl. Um, she is phenomenal. She, she's, she's always so been good. Um, she's uh, Statlander. They call her the galaxy's favorite alien, which, yeah, stay away from that. Um, great match. Um, I I kind of don't get the point of her bringing out the chair to do that, like, jumping knee on the outside. She does it every match, and I, I don't know why. Sheeta? Yes. I don't know either. I'm, I feel I'm, like it's just a waste of time. It kind of is. can't do anything. You're not going to use the chair. Um it's more, it's a, it's it a bad ap- tease. She did it from the apron, which I I would rather her do it off the apron than bring out a chair and like build it up like she's gonna do something crazy, but she just jumps off of it. Yeah. Um. Save that. Say save that for Sabu to botch. Yes. Exactly. Exa- I was gonna say that right now. Thank you, by the way. Oh, I forgot to say. Uh, <laughs> during Jericho's promo, he said, um, "Scorpio Sky's not gonna get a match. Uh, neither is Too Cold Scorpio." Shout out to Two Cold Scorpio. Which Byron, you need to watch the show because he's been trying to get Two Cold Scorpio on this show since the episode one. Um, I thought that was I thought that was really funny. Um, he also said the Scorpions can't can't get a match with him, which was another like fuck yeah '80s metal. Uh, but Statlander actually gets the win on Sheeta, who was the number one contender. Um, it surprised me, and it shows me that they're trying to build up this women's division, not just have one person rise up right. be a number one contender and just win and win and win and win. Um, everyone's in jeopardy at at all times, and the records matter. Everything matters. Um, and then after the match, Brandy comes out and is like, "Hey, you gonna join this collective? You gonna join me? We're gonna either fuck you up or you're gonna join us. You need to pick right now." And then there was a a random woman. I don't know who she was on the outside. I'm not sure who she was either. Um, but she's like, "I'll join. I'll join." So they cut her hair, and then they, you know, they they take her her little sacrifice. And then they cut to commercial, and then they shave her head during the commercial break. That's right, they did. 
I thought that was really weird. That's another thing that like I would like I would have liked to like see. They on they could have at least saved that for um to, for that actual segment. That's pretty important right there. And then cuts a commercial after. Another thing why I'm I'm getting tired of the whole picture in picture commercial. They 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 need to do away and all of them need to do away with it. Um, but going back to um, the women, um, having Statlander win is fine. I think they they realize that cradle power bomb like fucking nasty. That looked nasty. Um, I think they realize that's probably the weakest their 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 um their weakest division. I think in a lot of eyes yeah. of the fans is yeah. the women's division, um, and maybe it's not to them because they have talent in there. They just need to get them um, situated in it to show what they have, and that's one way to do it. Is you want to get people over. Um, you know, Sheeta, she doesn't she she's fine. She's she's fine the way she is. Getting people over and having a more uh, established women's division is where they're gonna go. Yeah, let's let's get to the main event, dude. Uh, Christopher Daniels didn't look. Uh, this is the main event, but Christopher Daniels and Pentagon had a match that I didn't think was very good. I was very disappointed by this match. Uh, um, Daniels has definitely lost a step. I don't know what is. I, I, maybe he's having knee issues or something, but uh, not that he went for a spear that looked awful. Um, I I didn't like this match. I didn't. I'm, I was disappointed by this match at, uh, as well. And um, Pentagon great in the ring. Uh, Christopher Daniels, I, you know. I, on paper, it would have been a great match, but Daniels was just not there. A weak spear, and then when he tried to do uh, the moonsault onto out of the apron, um, it, it didn't work at all either because um, he, he didn't factor in the um, the ramp as well. Oh, he landed hard. He landed hard. Yeah. Um, do you think they should get rid of the ramp, like uh, save it for a special occasion? Yeah, I think they should. Because just special occasions. Special have it occasion out there. for pay per views. Have it. They, have the ramp up. They don't there. need to have it there for um, for. For, for dynamite every week probably takes a long time to build too that, that exactly it does uh the main event what did you think about it i i i learned that joey janela can wrestle yeah i mean i like the main event um and um janela is more than just a, a garbage wrestler he yeah. he can go joey janela and john moxley you would think it'd be a hardcore match but this is just a straight up match um and it was really good it took a lot for moxley to actually beat janela uh janela cut a promo earlier in the night talking about how he's been put on the back burner he's one of the first people that signed with AEW, and they don't take him serious and he's gonna prove it tonight and i think he did um it took two paradigm shifts one to the top turnbuckle that was scary and then one in the ring which they both were pretty fucking scary looking um, and but Janela put up a lot of fight. Um, I, I I liked the fight that he put in this match. He got a lot of offense in where I thought, oh shit, he's gonna beat Moxley. But Moxley is Moxley's a superstar right now. Moxley is not just Dean Ambrose anymore. He's made his own name in he, AEW. He is his own person now, and it just goes to show you like what he can really do in um, in AEW compared to when he was in WWE. Even when he was in the WWE champion, he was second fiddle. He was not even like the top guy as a <laughs> no. champion. They had him coming out with a hot dog cart and talking to plants named Mitch. And uh, Steve Remember, remember and when he was a U.S. champion? How many times did he defend it? He barely defended it. Like one time, and then well, that's when he lost it, but he held it for like six months. And even Steve Austin like critiqued him and made him look weak, and he was the top guy at the time. At the time, yeah. And, you know, Steve Austin, he, he actually said numerous times that he, it was a mistake for him to do that, and he should have said it in private. But yeah. you talk about a world of difference being in a different environment. Let's switch over to NXT. Yes. Um, I'm not a fan of Killian Dane, dude. He doesn't really do much for me, unfortunately. Like he does zero for me. He, yeah. I didn't, I didn't care about this match. I didn't watch it. <sighs> I know Pete Dunne's awesome. I love Pete Dunne. They've painted Killian Dane to just be Jabron. Putty Patrol for he was insanity, right? He was insanity. You're you're right. But like this biker gimmick that they gave, I 
I'm not a fan of the biker gimmick. Not even American Badass Undertaker can make me like it. Um, he just looks like aces and eights. Like I don't know. I don't. It looks like a forgotten son. Yeah, thank you. I was just, gonna. I was gonna mention that right now. Just put him with the forgotten sons. Him and the forgotten sons are the the two uh, the two group or the two people or the two groups rather that are the weakest parts of NXT. Yes, they do nothing for me. And Killian Dane's a big athletic dude. And yeah, he, he can actually go. He's a decent wrestler, big athletic dude. But he just it just does nothing for me. Like you said, I don't know what it is about him. I. Yeah, he doesn't do anything for me, but um, yeah, I didn't, did you watch the match? I didn't. I didn't even watch it. It was a. It was. It was. A, it was a whatever it match. It was a whatever match. I mean, it was a good. It was a decent match. It was no, nothing bad. It just didn't really do anything for me, unfortunately. Um, Keith Lee is doing a whole lot of good right now. He's on another level right now. He yes, is. He t- is. He might be one of the top guys, if not the top guy in NXT. Um, he had a I great. Would, I would agree with you. Great showing at at Takeover. Great showing at Survivor Series and. The two weeks since he's just been on fire, um, he's going to be going after some gold at his, some point. His coming out party was absolutely Survivor Series weekland, and then they they made him into a star. And um, you got another you got another person to put into the main event picture. Um, their main event scene, I think, is very good. If it's it's probably better than AEW's in my super opinion. Super deep. It, it is, is very so deep. deep. You got Balor, Cole. The entire undisputed era. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Dijakovic, Tommaso Ciampa, Tommaso Ciampa, Gargano when he comes back. When he comes back. You're That's right. a lot of fucking star power, dude. Um, yeah, I definitely would give NXT the edge on star power right now, and over over even over the main roster for that matter. No, yeah, these are the most talented guys in wrestling right now. Yes. Um, I mean, obviously, New Japan is its own beast, but. Uh, the main ro- the main well, we're talking about North American wrestling. Yeah, the main eventers are not main eventers, if you get my drift. Right. Is main event even a show anymore? It's Unfortunately, it still is, as a matter of fact. <laughs> That's crazy. Funny, oh. that you, funny you asked that question, because it, it popped up on my feed the other day really? on, on Hulu. <laughs> so, yeah, it's up. It's there. Yeah, so whenever I say not a main eventer, but a main eventer, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, you can catch Heath Slater versus Zack Ryder this week on, on main event. Hey-o. Um, but, yeah, I thought this was a really good segment. Um, we got to kind of speed this up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we're almost done, though. Uh, Rhea Ripley, Dakota Kai. Diarrhea uh, Ripley. That match <laughs> never never happened. Um, as Ripley was c- coming out, um, she she got the mic and she said that, well, you set us up. Well, I'm going to set you up. And out comes, um, who came out? It was Mia Yim that came out. Yeah. Mia Yim and. Uh, That's payback for payback. what she did. Payback. You're right. So Mia Yim and Dakota Kai get into it. They get into a brawl. And as that was happening, uh, Shayna Baszler and the Horsewoman come out and they proceed to uh, team up on Marie Ripley 301 um, team up, which leads to her getting choked out by uh, Shayna Baszler. I thought that was a perfect segment. I thought it was a great segment to get um, really uh, the Horsewoman over. And then also to uh, we, now we know officially where, where we're going to go from there. And that's Shayna Baszler versus Rhea Ripley. And that's the money match. That's, that's the money match. That's right the there. one I've been looking forward to. Um, they're both badasses. Um, I love the way Rip- Ripley uh, carries herself, um, and Shayna's just fucking the submission magician. Dude. And that's going to be in two weeks, as a matter of fact. Is it really? Fuck. December 18th. Hell yeah. Sign me up for that. Uh, ono and Riddle, I thought was an awesome match, too. Uh, they're really they're starting to hype up the World's Collide match coming up. It's going to be NXT UK versus NXT um, the thing about that, I don't really know who any of the... I don't watch NXT UK, so, like... I mean, and then when I do watch, no one really does anything for me other I than mean, Walter. You, you got Walter. And um, funny story about Walter, now that you mentioned Walter. Oh, yeah. Walter, um, 
Walter's name. Uh, the NXT UK Championship was reported stolen, um, you know, earlier this earlier today, earlier Saturday morning. As a matter of fact, um, they don't know what happened. It appears it might have been like a similar situation with how Jericho's AEW Championship was stolen. Well, a, that the championship wasn't stolen. It, it was, was lost. lost. Correct. Uh, lost. This, this was a literal holdup. It was a smash and grab. Well, maybe he was eating in a Longhorn Steakhouse. I don't know. But while it was inside his rental car. Someone broke the window and stole the stole the uh, oh, it was the, a, the belt. Yeah, right. You're right. It was. So um, as of right now, the NXT UK Championship is missing. We'll, and if we find anything, we'll keep you guys up to date. Yeah. Goddamn Chicago, man. Can't go nowhere out there. Um, Kushida came back. Kushida's look better than ever um, against Cameron Grimes, who I'm a big fan of. Not a fan of. Another thing I'm not a fan of, uh, uh, whatever Cameron Grimes is doing. Uh, Leonard Skinner. His gimmick, kinda, I'm not a big fan of it either. The uh, Southern kind of, re- I'm not a fan of that gimmick at mm-hmm. all. Because uh, he's way better than, you know, coming out with a top hat. Because he can't come out as Trevor Lee. Yeah, unfortunately. But, like, I don't know. The uh, the Swamp, the the guitar in his song, I, I'm just not a fan of it at all. Um, and that's another person you could put upper card, almost main event is Kushida. He's still Kushida. He's a, he's a talented dude. And then uh, main event was uh, Undisputed Era versus Ciampa, Lee, and Dijakovic. Um, you know, they're basically saying we're not done with war because they had their match at War Games. Right. And um, I thought this was another good main event. Um, but you get and they get the babyfaces winning. Um, and after the match, Real Mingo does announce that Cole will have to defend the NXT Championship on December 18th. So it appears that the December 18th show is going to be a huge show. Yeah, is that a takeover or is it just a, a it's show? It's just an NXT. I wonder why they're building it up so much. They want to beat AEW, of course. Uh, yes, and December eighteenth. I mean, I think because I I, I want to say December eighteenth is going to be the the last taping for AEW in two thousand nineteen. Uh, it's going to be another important day as well. Jericho versus Jungle Boy that day. Oh and shit! Um, counter programming. Yes, counter programming exactly. Um, and Regal comes out and announces that they're going to have a triple threat match next week between Finn Balor. Keith Lee and uh, Tommaso Ciampa, the winner of that match, is going to face uh, Adam Cole on that uh, NXT show. I love that they're, they're announcing matches. Announce more matches. Yes, you don't have. I mean, I don't need the whole card, but get me excited for next week. And this is a great job. Now I'm going to tune into NXT next week because that sounds like an awesome main event. It is. Um, it's looking forward to it. Strong, strong um, NXT. Strong finish to uh, this week's episode, leading into the next two episodes. Yeah. Um, NXT keep doing it, dude. Um, I'm loving the Wednesday Night Wars that we're getting. And this is what we look forward to each week. I mean, you look at the wrestling that's out there. We have so much wrestling going on. You know, you and I, while well, we talk about how much wrestling we've watched, I mean, for this pod, for the sake of this podcast, we watch about at least 11, 12 hours of wrestling Easy. each week. Easy. And um, the not highlights... Counting, not counting when I go out and watch WrestleMania by myself for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you, sometimes you go on that nostalgia trip. But the point I'm trying to make is that um, there's good and bad with what with with the wrestling that's out there. Wednesday nights have you know, for the most part have been have been great. You know, AEW they're still they're still working out their kinks, but it's been good. NXT has I think has been consistent all the way through, um, and this is what we look forward to the most as fans is Wednesday nights. Yes, absolutely, and I think that's a great place to end this episode. I agree. Uh, thank you so much for listening, downloading, subscribing, telling your friends, telling your friends' neighbors. 
Uh, we'll be back next week with a whole lot more news. Um, hopefully, hopefully you guys like these longer episodes. I'm I'm having a good time with it. I, I actually don't feel super rushed. I feel like we can have like a good conversation. You know, we don't have to talk about wrestling, but we could talk about what we like and what we don't like. Um, instead of just you know going blow by blow on each match, uh, we'll tell you what we like, what we don't like. But most importantly, we are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcasting, and we will see you next week. <laughs>